Hello, welcome to Coffee and Conversation. This is Jeff Harris, County and District Superintendent of Schools, and we want to welcome you to our regular Friday podcast. Um, over the past few weeks and months, we've been talking to uh, members of different departments through our uh, dis- throughout our district, and today we are joined by members of our maintenance and operations staff. So um, in with us today are James Tryon, the interim right james the interim uh lead groundskeeper we have jen geisert who is the custodial coordinator and we have josh mccubbin the maintenance coordinator so welcome everybody how's it going good 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 you you guys so i have to just ask as we go into the holidays are you guys getting any time off over the next two weeks some of us are (laughs) (laughs) i I am taking a the the second week of that that two-week break off Oh, that's good. James? Uh, I'm undecided as of yet. I'm, so far, I'm scheduled to be here for the two weeks. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to get in one myself unless my wife has jobs for me to do, and then I may just go ahead and come back into work. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier to be at work. <laughs> but if the river looks good, I'll probably cut out and go fishing. Oh, well, there you go. That That's planned. So, um, you know, today really what I kind of want to dive into a little bit is kind of what happens behind the scenes in our district. You know, our community sees our teachers quite a bit. You know, when we talk about school, people tend to talk about teachers. Um, our bus drivers, our nutrition services folks have been very front and center as we've been delivering um, uh, food out to homes, as we've been making sure that we've delivered those meals. You know, we always talk about the fact that over a quarter million meals delivered, our buses drive miles and miles a day. But um your department, maintenance and operations, you guys are with without the staff that works maintenance and operations, there is no school. There is no transportation. There is no nutrition service because we have to have all those facilities up and going in order for everybody else to do their work. So um, if each one of you could take just a couple minutes and, and tell us a little bit about what it is that your group does within maintenance and operations, I think that'd be great for our community to hear. I got two people pointing at each other. We need to start recording these live. Okay, Okay, so I'm Jennifer Geyser, and um, I'm the custodian coordinator for the school district, so I'm head of all the custodians. And we just kind of, it's been a learning curve for all of us with going in and disinfecting the rooms, making sure that, you know, all the surfaces are wiped down and... We've had to change things up a little bit to make things that aren't as important, like floors and stuff don't get done every night, but all surfaces get wiped down and things. So it's been a it's been a quite a learning curve for us and not having the students there all the time either. So a lot on health and safety, right, Jen? A lot of health and safety. Yeah, I think that's been kind of a, you know, I think a lot of people, for those of us who are old enough to remember chalkboards, um, you know, it, it's not the normal routine that our custodians do. And and we've got we've got custodial staff that basically are on duty. I mean, not the same person, but staff across the board that are working Oh my gosh, pretty darn close to 20 hours a day that we've got somebody doing something, We have custodians 24 hours a day, six days a week. Wow. So there is, yeah, we have a custodian all the time, at least at all the sites. Yeah. And, And I think a lot of folks don't know that, right? So- that that's an important piece. And again, we're talking health and safety. We're talking keeping our facilities as clean as they possibly can be and, and doing some of those other jobs that, um, well, that just need to be done in this kind of strange thing. But now 
talking about the facilities, Josh, that kind of brings us back over to you. So what does what does the maintenance department do and how does that kind of play into what what Jen's custodial group does? Yeah, so it's been pretty different for us also. Uh, you know, we have to be a lot more conscientious about how many people are going into rooms, trying not to to compromise cohorts and and when, you know, scheduling times when we can go into rooms, you know, what times the schools get out. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot but, of thought goes into when we can actually be into certain rooms. So. But, and, and keeping all that health and safety stuff in mind, give us like a laundry list really quickly of everything that maintenance does. Oh, I mean, we do anything that has to do with power, water, heat, plumbing. I mean, we basically take care of anything from the sidewalk to, you know, the, the bathrooms of every school from mountain to Klamath. I mean, it's, I think there's 12 school sites and, four or five additional auxiliary sites. Right. So I think at one point we calculated it to be over 500,000 square feet of building. Wow. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. Oh, and you guys do everything from <clears throat> literally replacing walls and building, you know, small structures to yep. repairing the, the water uh, on the football field to putting in AC units. Oh, yeah. 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 The water on the football field, that's going to be James over there. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it could be. Could and so be, for those of you who have football field questions, we'll give you James' phone number <laughs> yeah, at the end. Yeah. He likes calls anytime. <laughs> Did you just connect it through uh, Mr. Harris. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it could be any heat issue. Um, you know, like I said, any any lighting issue. Right. I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot. I mean, we deal with a pretty wide range of stuff. Yeah. And again, I just a, a lot of folks don't know, but just a couple of years ago, we started replacing all of our fluorescent lights with LEDs and the department's done all of that. We yep. don't bring in other people. Yeah. 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 In each classroom, I mean, that can take three or four hours just to do one classroom for two or three guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's a big project, actually. And, and that's just a small part of yeah. what you guys do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, James... Uh, Give yeah. us the lowdown on what goes on with crowns. <laughs> well, the lowdowns with grounds is, uh, you know, keeping the, uh, the exterior site safe uh, with the maintenance of the playground equipment and fencing and perimeters, uh, keeping the grass and obstacles clear, uh, just trying to make a, a, a safe and, and presentable locations for the students and staff. And you know what? And I have to tell you, you guys do a great job. Thank um, you. I don't know if you remember that. That little thing we had that was the state football championship, um, when uh, when those folks came up from the Bay Area, uh, I can't tell you how, and I, th- I think this goes to all three of you, I can't tell you how much they said um, they appreciated being here and how great our facilities were. They they loved the, the bleachers. They loved the way that the field looked and everything around that. And I think that that kind of tends to be the focal point for our community, right, is that football field or Del Norte High. But like you said, Josh, we've got 12 school sites, very different school sites. And um, I know that that presents some challenges. So from each of your perspectives, what are some of the most challenging things about keeping um, grounds, facilities in good repair, clean and well-maintained? I think for us, the maintenance is, I mean, each year these buildings are getting older. I mean, some of these buildings, we, Josh, yeah. as are we. <laughs> some of these buildings date back to the 50s. Uh, I think some of them might even be a little bit older than that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just the amount of repair on some of them <laughs> is, is pretty extensive just yeah. to try to keep up with. 
I think we have I think we have about eight guys. So I mean, if you divide that square footage up between between the eight guys, I mean that's that's a lot to take care of for one person. Oh heck yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think that, and I don't want to I don't want to steal the thunder from Jen or, or James, but I think that's going to be kind of a recurring theme, right? Is we just don't have a lot of people to do what needs to be done. When I was talking to Tech, we've got five guys that are dealing with thousands of devices, all the IP, all the wiring that goes along with that, all the different pieces. And I think, you know, our, our classified staff does an incredible job um, given the enormity of what needs to be done and the size of those groups. So, Jen, what, is, what are some of the big challenges that, that your your folks face? With us, it's just it's a day-to-day basis right now because it's always what if. We don't ever know what we're going into from day-to-day. So we just try to hang in there. Josh and I have got a good relationship. We uh, make sure we communicate back and forth, yeah. which I really think is very important for our department. I don't deal too much with Josh because I always have James, or oh, James. James around. Because well, I've always got Josh that, around. I was going to say, I noticed James wasn't in that good relationship piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an isolationist. <laughs> but yeah, it's just what it's just a day-to-day basis. I mean, Josh and his crew is very good with working with our crew because if we have a major... If we have a leak or if we have something that has went terribly wrong, I'm pretty I can get a hold of Josh and Josh is usually right on top of it. So he saves he saves my department a lot. <laughs> yeah, that goes I mean that goes for all of us. We've all we're all pretty good at working together, this department. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a pretty good team. So Yeah. James, what about you? What what are some of the challenges you guys have? Uh, well, on the on the normal years, our biggest challenge usually is the weather to to be able to to keep the sites maintained and inclement weather but now with the covid it's you know trying to not interrupt the teachers that are podcasting or zoom, zoom regular with, virtual stuff uh, yeah. so you know that that creates an issue because you know we don't want to be making an excess noise while you know they're trying to you know give our future an education mm-hmm. so that's that's our main for now but you know just Keeping the fences and, and everything secure is it's ongoing. Yep. Well, and you know, I know that kind of the conversation that, that we had early on, and I think I've had it with with a variety of folks in in your departments, <clears throat> is when we do have some of the distance learning stuff going on, like you were talking about, James. Um, there's the perception that our schools aren't uh, being used, and even. Even when, well, when we were in full facilities closure, um, we didn't have many people on campus, right, back in March, April, May. Um, But now, you know, I still think that we have some people who go, well, my kid's only going to school two days a week. Well, I I think you can all attest to the fact that what you're working through is not just two days a week of students. Um, They're there four days a week, and it doesn't matter if they're only there for four and a half hours or if they're there for six. It's the same amount of work, if not more. Because of the added um, precautions, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, and that that was going back to what I had stated before with the scheduling of, you know, how much extra that is. You used to be able to kind of just go into a room whenever, whenever you needed to, and and now it's you know, basing kind of taking everybody's account of how they feel with the COVID issue. Some people are all over the board. Some people are, you know, really freaked out and some people aren't as much. So right. you have to keep that into consideration when you go into somebody's room and, you know, respect whatever level they're at. Yeah. Well, uh, and Jen, like you were saying too, you know, 
custodial staff, 24 hours a day, six days a week. Josh, your department has actually kind of changed how they do it, too, because now we have folks that are working until 10 o'clock at night, right? Yeah, 1030, actually. Oh, 1030. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they started. They come on at 2. We got three guys um, that come on at 2, and they work till 1030, which then brings other difficulties of now you have less guys during the day. Right. And then a couple guys at night, uh, you know, communicating between those two. Yeah. You know, any any issues that one crew might have to address that the other one can't. Well, and the winter challenges, because the guys who come in in the afternoon, they're basically spending almost their entire shift in the dark. Oh, yeah. Right? So the outside stuff doesn't get done nearly the yeah. way that it was during the day. Yeah, it's dark at 4.35 o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, most, you know, three quarters of their shift is outside with, with no lights. and Yeah, wow. It, it, it's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. honestly. So how many custodians are there, Jen? We have 24 custodians. And how many grounds, James? Uh, there's five when we're fully staffed. And you're not right now? No, we're down one. Josh? Uh, like I said, I think we have eight, uh, maybe nine. I'd have to have to add that up in my head. But Take yeah. your shoes yeah. off and count. We, we actually did. <laughs> we, we had somebody retire, and we, we have a position that's kind of on hold right now. So we are. Or one position short. So less than 40 people who do all the work to keep all these buildings up and going for our kids. Yep. It's pretty amazing. I yeah. mean, it really is pretty amazing. It takes a lot of teamwork. Yeah. It does take a lot of teamwork. Now, you know, I've heard that word a lot. A lot of teamwork, a lot of communication, good relationships, maybe except with James. But um, <laughs> Isolation. <laughs> Sorry, like James. I said. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, but when there's stuff to move, you guys don't hesitate calling. <laughs> Oh my God, James! <laughs> but you know, I, each one of you, I know too. As you talk to, as you talk to your colleagues that are out there doing that work too, um, I know talking uh, to folks that are out there, there's a lot of pride in those jobs that are done too. So, as de- as departments, what are you guys most proud of? Um, I think, I think for me, I mean, we have a really good crew. Like, I'm proud of all the guys that are back there. They all put in a lot of good work. Um, I mean, honestly, it couldn't function without those guys. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, we do we do a lot of range of work. I mean, w- me with being the coordinator now, it's a fairly new position for me. So, so my time is taken up with a lot of different things that I'm not quite used to yet. But, and then I'm struggling with how much of that's taking me out of the field to, to do this other stuff. So, so then it almost feels like I'm not doing the work I should be doing because that's what I've done for the last you know twelve years. So, that's a little bit of a shift. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. So that's pretty good, Josh. Um, James, as grounds, what what are you guys most proud of within your department? Uh, well, I like to take pride in that, you know, we make the facilities look presentable. Um, right now, you know, as acting, it's a little difficult for me because I, you know, got to put people in what I think are their best capabilities. So it's it's a learning process, mm-hmm. but, you know, we, we strive to make the grounds um, attractive. And you know, I have. Have you all seen that that the Peacock special, the uh, Kamome special that NBC filmed? Hmm. No. So you ought to take a look at that. So I don't know. So um, Peacock filmed that NBC or the, filmed that special on the called Kamome, and it's about the relationship between Del Norte High and Takata High and Crescent City and Rikuz and Takata. But the one thing that they do is they do sh- they show the inside of the high school, they show the grounds outside of the high school, and it looks really good. You know, I mean, on a national stage, it, it, the, the photos are great. So, you know, I think you've all, you all have that to be proud of, too. Oh, yeah. And, Jen, what about you and your department? 
My department right now, I think that, you know, what I'm most proud of is just the custodian stepping up with everything that we've had to, all of our challenges that we've had to come through. Right. And doing that and just trying to make sure that we do what is expected of us and, you know, hopefully everybody's okay with it. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I have to tell you, again, when we start talking about custodial staff, we start talking... um, about challenges of COVID, um, I think it says a lot about what our staff is doing, um, the precautions everybody's taking, but also the disinfecting, the cleaning, and everything else that's going on. Because uh, as of now, even though our county is in some really high numbers of positive COVID cases, we have yet to find um, a a person-to-person transmission of COVID within our schools. So I think that really does say a lot um, about how how we do things and and i think that your staff has a lot to do with that because i think everybody can walk in in the morning extremely confident that that room has been cleaned it's been disinfected and it's ready for you know the health and safety of the kids and the staff who walk in right and i think that our numbers haven't been i mean if you look at the overall school district i don't think our numbers have really been bad right we've had cases and we knew that that was going to happen but I think for overall, I think that I feel that we're doing a good job at what we're doing. Yeah, no, I think that's great. So, you know, just kind of as we close out here, we've got a few minutes left. I know that we've got some open positions, you know, that we've talked about when we're fully staffed or who we may have um, who we may have a need to go out and hire. Um, what would for each of you, if you were going to give a sales pitch for your department? <laughs> and, you know, we've heard a lot of it already, right? I mean, good teams, teamwork, supportive. Um, uh, how would you encourage folks to come at work for the district? Because, you know, we have positions that are open. We want people to come in. How, how would you encourage them or what would you tell folks that are looking to or considering coming to work for us? James, anyone? <laughs> no, I mean, for us, I mean, it, like I said, it's a good team. There's a lot of good, good guys back there. Um, a lot of guys that know a lot of different things that are willing to teach anybody anything. Um, and, I mean, they all work good together. So, I think, you know, if we were looking for somebody, I mean, anybody that wants, you know, a steady job. And schools are never going to go away. I mean, it's not like tomorrow we're just going to shut down every school we won't have buildings, so it's it's a good, secure job, and yeah, and uh, with a, with a lot of good people. Well, and even the COVID uh, during the COVID stuff, you know, we've made that commitment not to not to leave people off. So we've been keeping people up and going and working. So Jen, what about custodial? Um, you know, I <laughs> I don't know for sure. Um, right, it's it's a scary time for some people right now. So right. I mean to come in and get on with the school district. It's a good job. It's, it's, um, you can make a future out of it if you want and stuff like that. So I encourage people, you know, when they come and apply for the positions Mm -hmm. to, to sub it out for a little bit, come in, you know, be a sub, see if it's something that you really are interested in doing and stuff like that. Cause we don't want anybody to come in and not like their job or, hate coming to work i mean we want somebody right. that'll come in and feel an accomplishment after you're done and i think that's what a lot of the custodians do they after we get done cleaning a room disinfecting the room doing what we have to there's a big accomplishment in that mm-hmm. because we've done our part for the community well and you know out of out of the groups that all three of you kind of are representing here today 
I think one of the unique advantages that the custodians have, at least the custodians that work during the day, is they also develop really good relationships with kids. Some of our kids absolutely love hanging around our custodial staff, helping our custodians, and our custodians love being with those kids. So, you know, I think that's another that's another real benefit to that too, is it's a it's a little different. I mean, it's kind of a, a unique position. Yeah. James? Uh, myself, you know, I was one of the pesky outsiders that got hired, and I, I believe I've been we still uh, accepted you, and I, and I was still accepted. And you know, it's a it's a good group of people to work with, uh, camaraderie, uh, and skilled employees. Uh, it's good benefits uh, for for Delnor County. It to me is one of the premier jobs to have. And, and, you know, and I, and folks too, I mean, depending on if they test or if they're interested, they can do different jobs. I mean, we are a merit system, so there are some, some hoops to jump through, but, um, you know, if somebody started as a custodian, they could definitely move to grounds or maintenance if there were positions open and they could pass those tests. And we've had lots of people do that. Yeah. I actually started as a groundskeeper. So (laughs) yeah, 2006, that was, I started, I actually subbed custodial until I got a full-time job and. And now I'm the maintenance coordinator. So, oh, that's pretty cool. And so, again, that brings us back to subs. Do you all need subs? We yeah. always need subs. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> just a lot of head nodding and absolutely. <laughs> yeah, how can we get them right now? Yeah, we have two guys that are just out today. I mean, yeah. that's so you take those eight guys that we had, and now it's six. And so and you just continue to do the math. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the lesson here is. If you're interested in exploring a career with our with our district in grounds maintenance or custodial, um, maybe get into that sub position if we yeah. don't have a position open, um, or go ahead and test and apply for those open positions because we do have some open positions right now. Um, and I think the three of you, along with everybody you work with, would welcome everybody with open arms who joined your teams at this point. For we sure, would. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, guys, I think that kind of brings us to the end of our of our podcast today. Um, thank you all for taking time out of your day because I know you're all really, really, really busy. Um, you know, typically, I think if the if there's one saving grace to COVID, typically the Friday before winter break, um, classrooms would be full of you know, icing and, and wrapping and confetti and things like that. Glitter. Good glitter. Custodians love glitter. <laughs> Lots wow. of glitter. Oh, we do. It lasts forever. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on getting Oh, it does. Um, won't have to worry about that today. Um, but I do appreciate your time. I know you guys are, are extremely busy and, and thanks for coming in. Thank you for having us. Thank you.